0: In this recording, we're going to discuss the ideas and the concepts behind lighting Shabbos candles. And that will lead us to a discussion of when the proper time for lighting Yuntif candles is. So we're going to begin with a famous idea of the brisker Rav, Velvel Soloveitchik. This is quoted in the Chidusha Hagrach al-Hashas on Shabbos, Dafchav Gimel. And he had an important interpretation of two elements of the Shabbos candles. He begins with a contradiction in the Rambam. In Hilchus Shabbos, Paraglamet, Halacha, Hei, the Rambam is discussing that a person needs to prepare their table, set the table from Friday afternoon for Shabbos. And he says also on Saturday night after Shabbos, a person should set the table from Lava Malka in order to honor Shabbos when it comes in and when it goes out. And then he says a person has to prepare their house on Friday afternoon to honor Shabbos, Kovodha the candles should be lit, the table set, and the beds prepared, because all of that is part of Kavod Shabbos. So this is how the Rambam presents the concept of Shabbos candles within the halachas of Kavod Shabbos in Chapter Thirty, the halachas of honoring Shabbos. Now the Briskarov asks that earlier in the laws of Shabbos candles themselves, which is Chapter Five. So in Halacha Aleph, the Rambam presents this differently. He writes Vikovin Lihos Batehan Ner Doluk Bishabis on Shabis you have to have a light burning. So he doesn't say anything about lighting it before Shabbos, which was what he stressed in chapter 30. In chapter 5, he says that the candle has to burn on Shabbos. Now, obviously, you have to light the fire before Shabbos because it's prohibited to light a fire on Shabbos. So from a purely practical perspective, the candles need to be lit before Shabbos in order to not violate Shabbos. But the Rambam doesn't say anything about that in chapter 5, only in chapter 30. So the Briskerov had two... Two questions. First, why in chapter 5 does the Rambam label Shabbos candles as Oneg Shabbos, part of the enjoyment of Shabbos, which in the olden days was a big deal because they didn't have electric lights. So in order to see around your house and to be able to enjoy your meal and walk around without banging into things, you needed to light candles. So it was Oneg Shabbos. It increased the joy of Shabbos to light candles. But in chapter 30, the Rambam calls it Kavod Shabbos, the honor of Shabbos. So which one is it? Does it Shabbos, or does it help enjoy Shabbos? The second issue the Bhaskarov asked is that in chapter 30, he goes out of his way to tell us that you have to light the candles before Shabbos, which seems obvious because like we said, it's prohibited to light candles on Shabbos itself. So the answer to these two questions, said the briskerov, is that there are two elements to the Shabbos candles. One is Oneg Shabbos, in order to enjoy Shabbos. So like we said, in the olden days, they needed the light for practical reasons. But even nowadays, when we have electricity, it adds to the spirit of Shabbos to have beautiful candles lit while people are eating their meal. So that's Oneg Shabbos, it helps enjoy Shabbos. The second element is covod Shabbos, to honor Shabbos, that when the Shabbos queen arrives, she should be greeted with beautiful candles waiting for her. So that explains the distinction in the Rambam's formulations. In chapter five, he's telling us the halachas of Shabbos candles. Those are meant to increase our enjoyment of Shabbos. And the main point of them is on Shabbos itself. In other words, you need to light them in a way that you benefit from them over Shabbos. So practically, they have to be lit before Shabbos, but that's only because it's prohibited to light fire on Shabbos. On a theoretical level, if someone could create fire on Shabbos, then they could light the candles on Shabbos itself. There's no reason inherently to light them before Shabbos. But that's all the Oneg Shabbos idea of the Shabbos candles. In chapter 30, the Rambam is telling us something else. There's a mitzvah to honor Shabbos. And part of the way we do that is by lighting the Shabbos candles, be before Shabbos begins so that by the time Shabbos comes in, the candles are lit. So for that element, there's no need to have the candles lit for a long time over Shabbos, but when Shabbos begins, there should be candles lit. So the Rambam is differentiating Kavod Shabbos, which is the moment Shabbos begins, the candles should already be lit, versus Oneg Shabbos, which is practically the candles have to be lit, but Oneg Shabbos begins once we start Shabbos and we're enjoying it, so we should have proper lighting in order to enjoy it. So, for our purposes, there are two elements of the Shabbos candles. One is to enjoy Shabbos, and even with electricity, the candles create a certain atmosphere. And the second is to honor the arrival of Shabbos by lighting candles when it begins. Now, in the Kuntres Chanukah Megillah from Rabbi Chaim Aaron Turchin, one of the Brisker Rav's Talmidim, so he quotes this idea of the Brisker Rav in Simon Aleph, and he says something interesting. There is a debate between the Rambam and the Rashba whether one can light. Light the Hanukkah candles early, so the Hanukkah time begins around sunset or a little later. The Rambam holds that one has to light the Hanukkah candles after their time begins, except on Friday afternoon, obviously, when you can't light because it's going to be Shabbos. The Rashba, on the other hand, holds that just like one can light the Shabbos candles early, they can also light the Hanukkah candles early, so long as they burn for sufficient time that they burn through the time that they have to. So he explains the Rambam's position based on this insight of the Briskerov that the Rambam holds only Shabbos candles can be lit early because that's a reflection of the other element of Shabbos candles of honoring Shabbos. So that allows them to be lit early in preparation for Shabbos. But that has nothing to do with Chanukah candles, which have no kavod of Chanukah. They're not here to honor Chanukah. They do the mitzvah of Chanukah lights. So that has to be lit at the proper time. So this is an interesting perspective because what it means with regards to Shabbos candles is that if we only had the element of Oneg Shabbos, of enjoying Shabbos, then the candles would have to be lit maybe at the last minute at sunset itself or something like that. The reason why we're able to light quite a bit earlier is because of the added component of covot Shabbos that we need to be prepared for the arrival of Shabbos. So that pushes back the Shabbos candle lighting time earlier in the day. Now, the Briskerov took this idea of Kavod Shabbos, that you have to prepare for the arrival of Shabbos, very seriously. And in his comments on the Torah, so this is the Chidushe Hagriz Al HaTorah, the stencils in Parshas Yisro, where he's discussing the Jews' preparation for accepting the Torah at Har Sinai. So he actually compares what they did at that point to the preparation for Shabbos that we're supposed to do every week. And these ideas are based on the earlier Halachas in the Rambam in Shabbos, chapter 30. The Rambam lays out a phenomenal framework for thinking about Shabbos. He says that there are four concepts that make up Shabbos. Two are in the Torah and two are in the prophets. In the Torah, it says, Zachor v'shamor, You should remember and guard the Shabbos. So those are the Torah's two formulations of the elements of Shabbos. Then the Neviim added two more, which is kavod and oneg, honoring and enjoying Shabbos. So now the Rambam defines what does it mean to honor Shabbos. So he says, A person should bathe themselves on Friday. Then they should get dressed, prepared for Shabbos, and sit with seriousness, waiting for the arrival of Shabbos. As you would greet a king. The earlier rabbis would gather their students on Friday And they would get ready and they would say let's go greet the Shabbos king So that's what we do in the Lich that we sing to the Shabbos queen that's coming And then the Rambam continues That part of Kavod Shabbos is wearing clean Shabbos clothes and in another halacha, in Chobal Umazik, Perak Vav halacha Tess, the Rambam says that if someone is running on Friday afternoon to prepare for Shabbos and they damage, pater, they're exempt, because they have permission to be running in the public thoroughfare in order to be ready by the time Shabbos shows up. So putting this all together, the brisker says that we see there are three aspects of honoring Shabbos, which need to be done on Friday afternoon. One is that a person has to be sitting seriously waiting for the arrival of Shabbos. Two is that they have to have clean, nice Shabbos clothes. And three is that they should run around in order to prepare for Shabbos. Now, when you look at what they did to prepare for getting the Torah at Harsinai, so the Briskerov says that there were four elements of the preparation. First is that they separated from their wives. Second is that they prepared for the giving of the Torah. Third is that they had nice clothing. And fourth is that they went out to greet Hashem. So the element of separating from their wives does not appear in the Shabbos preparation, but the other three, says the briskerov line up parallel with how we greet the Shabbos. Just like they prepared for getting the Torah, so we have to run around and prepare for Shabbos. Just like they had nice clothing to get the Torah, we need nice Shabbos clothing. And just like they went out to greet the presence of Hashem, so we have to be sitting and prepared to greet the Shabbos presence when it arrives. So this was a very Important theme for the brisker he finds a number of elements of what it means to prepare for Shabbos. But the key point is that it has to be done before the arrival of Shabbos. Running around up until the last minute, like many of us do, would not follow the brisker description of how to properly accept Shabbos. You're supposed to prepare earlier in the day, and by the time Shabbos comes in the evening, you're sitting there ready to accept Shabbos calmly and peacefully. And that's part of the element of lighting Shabbos candles that it needs to be done before the arrival of Shabbos. And the Briskorov himself is reported to have done this very seriously. He would get fully ready for Shabbos and when Shabbos began, he was sitting on his porch, totally calm, ready for the arrival of Shabbos. So that's something for us to emulate and that practice reflects an explicit line in the Rambam that the Briskerov understood the concept to mean that we're not supposed to accept Shabbos in a haphazard way but part of honoring Shabbos is accepting it in a serious way. And also there's the element of the Shabbos candles, which greets the arrival of Shabbos. Now, later Svarim point out that the kernel of the Briskarov's idea already appears from the Vilni Gaon in the Bir HaGra, his commentary on the Shulchan Arach, in Simon Tuf Kuf Chav Tes, Sif Katn Hei, where he himself writes that the difference between Kavod Shabbos and Oneg Shabbos is Oneg Hubish Shabbos Atzmo, Oneg applies on Shabbos itself, the Kavod Hube'er of Shabbos, whereas honoring Shabbos needs to be done before the arrival of Shabbos. So this key idea that you can't honor Shabbos by doing those things after Shabbos has begun, it has to be done before Shabbos begins, already appears in the Bir HaGroh and Shulchan Aruch. Now there's a similar idea to the brisker Rav, that part of the reason we light the Shabbos candles before Shabbos starts is not just practical, because it's prohibited to light after Shabbos begins, but there's an element of the mitzvah itself that it needs to be lit before Shabbos in order to honor Shabbos. And this appears with a little bit of a different formulation in the Chuvus pre-Yitzchak from Reb Itzelah Peterberger, the rabbi of St. Petersburg, and one of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter's three main disciples. So in Chelek <laughs> Aleph Simen Vav, he analyzes a story in the Gemara on Shabbos Tafchof Gimel Amad Bez, and he comes to a similar conclusion. The Gemara tells that the wife of Rav Yosef would light her Shabbos candles late. So, Rav Yosef quoted to her a brisa on the pasuk lo yamish amud ha'anan yomam Amud ha'ish laila. The Torah says that the clouds which accompanied the Jews during the day while they traveled in the desert and the pillar of fire which came at night were never absent. So what does that mean? That teaches us that the clouds would overlap with the fire and the fire would overlap with the clouds. Meaning they would come a little bit early for their shift so that they would overlap with the departing cloud or fire so that the Jews were not empty and on their own. So in the same way, Rav Yosef says that she should light the Shabbos candles before Shabbos begins, not as its beginning, but just like the pillar of fire would show up before its shift, she should light a little early. So she decided that because of that teaching, she should light the Shabbos candles early. So there was an elder man that corrected her. Tanina The Braise says that you shouldn't light too early, you shouldn't light too late. So no matter what Rav Yosef's wife does, she can't win, someone's correcting her. But either way, this is how the Gemara formulates when to light the Shabbos candles. You shouldn't light it too late because you should mimic the pillar of fire which showed up early. And you shouldn't light it too early because the Brysa says don't light it early and don't light it late. So there's a sweet spot in the middle when the Shabbos candles should be lit. So, Reb Itzla tries to understand what was the case in this story. What does it mean that she was lighting the Shabbos candles late? Does it mean that she was lighting them after sunset? Or does it mean that she was lighting them shortly before sunset, but she should have been lighting them even earlier? So if it means that she was lighting it after sunset, the question is, why do we need a brisa or a source from a pillar of fire to tell us that she should be lighting earlier? That seems obvious because it's prohibited to do the labors of Shabbos after sunset, which includes lighting a fire. Now, on the other hand, if the case was that she was lighting shortly before sunset, so why does the Gemara say that's too late? We don't have a halacha that a person needs to light well before sunset. So either way, there's problems with this Gemara. Now, Reb Itzla has an extensive discussion with a lot of his own insights, but I'm gonna just summarize the two approaches that he attributes to the Ran and the Rashba. There's two ways, he says, of making sense of this Gemara. The Ron holds that she was lighting right before sunset, and the problem was that it was too close for comfort because there's a mitzvah of Tosefes Shabbos. A person has to add on to Shabbos in order to make sure that they're not violating Shabbos. Better safe than sorry. So Rabbi Yosef's wife would do tosefes Shabbos with regards to all other prohibited labors, but she would light her candles too close for comfort to the time when Shabbos was starting. She didn't violate Shabbos, but she wasn't keeping tosefes Shabbos when it came to lighting candles. And the reason the Ron explains is because she thought that since the Shabbos candles are a mitzvah, you don't need to do tosefes Shabbos with regards to the Shabbos candles. Tosefes Shabbos only applies to prohibited labors, which are not a mitzvah. But Shabbos candles, which are a mitzvah, can be done dangerously close to Shabbos. So that's what Rav Yosef corrected her, that no, even the Shabbos candles are part of the mitzvah of Tosephus Shabbos, so you have to do them a few minutes before sunset. So according to the Ran, the issue here was that Rav Yosef felt like his wife might unwittingly violate Shabbos by lighting the candles at the wrong time. She wasn't keeping the mitzvah of adding on to Shabbos properly for all prohibited labors. Now, on the other hand, Rav Itzala finds in a few lines of the Rashva a different approach to reading this Gemara, and that is that the concern was not that she might violate Shabbos. The issue was that she wasn't properly honoring Shabbos, because this Gemara is teaching us a new halacha that in order to honor Shabbos, the candles need to be lit in a way that makes it clear that you are intending to honor Shabbos. You're not just lighting them to have light for the night, but you're trying to actively show honor for the arrival of Shabbos by lighting these candles. So that can't be done if someone lights right as it's getting dark, because then it looks like the candles are practical. You need them in order to be able Able to see at night. So you need to light them earlier in order to honor Shabbos. So, Reb Itzla finds in this Gemara a source for this idea that the Shabbos candles are intended not only to light up the night, but also to honor the arrival of Shabbos. Now, he adds an important halacha, and he says, based on this, when it comes to Yantif, so on Yantif, one is allowed to transfer a flame. They can't light a new fire, but they could transfer a flame from a pre-existing fire. So there would be a way to light the yantif candles late at night well after yantif has started without violating yantif. That's why it's a good test case because it's different than Shabbos in the sense that we still have a mitzvah to light candles, but it doesn't necessarily need to be done before yantif starts. If one has a flame burning in their house and they want to light the yuntif candles an hour or two after yantif started, they could easily do that by transferring the flame. So the issue here is, can you light the Yantif candles well after Yantif's begun, late at night? Or do the Yantif candles, like the Shabbos candles, need to be lit before Yantif begins? So Reb Itzel says that based on his analysis of the Gemara, we're not only lighting candles in order to be able to see and enjoy our meal, we're also lighting candles in order to honor Shabbos and so too Yantif. So even though on a practical level, one can transfer a flame on Yantif later on at night after Yantif's begun, but the halacha would be that they should light the Yantif candles early before sunset, just like Shabbos, in order to honor the arrival of Yantif. Now there's a second argument that lighting the Yantif candles should be done early, like on Friday, and not late in the night. And this comes from an interesting historical source. In the preface ...to the commentary, the Prisha and the Drisha on the tour, Yoridea. So the son of the author of the commentary, the Prisha and the Drisha on the tour... ...and he also wrote the Sma on the Shulchan Aruch Mishpat. So he tells about his mother in the preface to the Yoridea commentary... ...and he's stressing her great Torah learning, her knowledge... And then he tells that there were two things that she saw women doing with regards to lighting the yuntif candles that she felt were wrong. One of them is... That the minhag for Ashkenazim is that the woman lights the Shabbos candles, then puts her hand over her eyes, and then makes the bracha, and then looks at the candles. Now the reason is because we're concerned that once she makes the bracha, she may have accepted Shabbos, and then she can't light after that. So even though in general we do the bracha and then the mitzvah, here we have to reverse it. Because you can't light on Shabbos, so you have to light and then make the bracha, but in order to not see the candles until after the bracha, she covers her eyes. But the Prisha's wife pointed out that the women are doing this even on Yantif, which makes no sense, because on Yantif, you are allowed to light the candle. So on Yantif, they should just make the bracha and then light the candle, and even if they accepted Yantif by making the bracha, they can just light the candle from a pre-existing flame. So there's no need to cover your eyes and make the bracha after lighting the candle. That was the first point that she made. Now, famously, the Maganav Rum disagrees with this, so this became a big dispute whether on Yantif you should light differently than on Shabbos by making the bracha first or it's better to just keep everything consistent and always light and then make the bracha. Now the second thing she pointed out is what we're discussing, when to light the Yantif candles. So he says that the common practice was to light the Yantif candles much later in the night after the men came back from Shul. They did not light the Yantif candles before sunset, but instead they lit it an hour or two into the night. So again, she felt that this was a mistake, but the reason she felt that the other women were doing this is because they're getting confused between the second night of Yantif, so outside of Eretz Yisrael, all of our Yantifs are two-day holidays, so on the second night, you can't light the candles until after nightfall. And the reason is because you can't prepare from the first day to the second day, and it doesn't become totally the second day until nightfall. So the second night of Yuntif, you can't light the candles before sunset. That would be lighting on the first day of Yuntif for the second day, so you have to wait until after nightfall. So as a result of that, the Prisha's wife thought that women started lighting the Yuntif candles late on the first night too, but she thought that was a mistake. The first night, you should light the Yontif candles before sunset. And she has two arguments for this. One is the one we just said, that it's more honor of Yontif to light the candles early. But the second one is an even bigger problem, which is you're only allowed to do work on Yontif for something which you were not able to do before Yontif. But you can't just sit around the whole day before Yontif knowing that you're not going to do anything and then you'll just prepare everything when Yontif shows up. So based on that limitation, the Prisha's wife argued that you're not allowed to light the yuntif candles late at night because this was something that she easily could have done before sunset, before yuntif started. So since she chose not to do it before yuntif started, she's not allowed to go ahead and do it after yuntif began. So because of that, she argued that you're not allowed to light the yuntif candles late. They have to be lit before sunset. So there's two arguments right now we have in favor of the position that Yuntif candles, like Shabbos candles, need to be lit before sunset, even though there's no prohibition of lighting a flame from a pre-existing fire on Yuntif. Argument number one is that in order to honor the arrival of Yuntif. The candles need to be lit before Yantif starts. And argument number two is that any work which could be done before Yantif is prohibited to be done on Yantif. And these candles could have been lit before Yantif. Now, on a practical level, there is a debate. There are poskim on either side of this question. And the Piskei chuvis in Simin Tuf, Kuf, Yud, Dalid Os chaf, Gimel goes through the two different sides. So he quotes that the Pnei Yoshua on Shabbos Chav Gimel on writes that the standard is to light the Yantif candle. Late at night, not before sunset, but later on. And the Chassam Sofer also, in his Chidushim on Shabbos Chavdalar Aleph writes Ubi Yom Tov Shem Adlikim Balayla Kederech The Chassam Sofer talks about on Yantif when the women's practice is to light the candles late at night. So you see, both the Pnei Yeshua and the Chassam Sofer accept this. And the Shoal Meishev in his comments on the Shulchan Aruch Siman Reish Samach Gimel writes Nesheidi Don Nohagu Yom Tov Rishon Lahadlik Achar that the women's custom around him is even on the first night of Yontif to light after the men come back from Shul. So you see that these poskim have no problem with the idea of lighting the Yontif candles late at night before they eat, not before sunset. Now, what about the issue that any work which could be done before Yontif, you can't do after Yontif starts... So the Pisgat Chuvis quotes from the Evan Yisrael that since the wick gets burned, so you can't really accomplish the same purpose by lighting this candle before Yantif starts. Because the earlier in the day you light it, the quicker it's going to run out of wick and it's going to stop burning. So if you light it before yantif, you're going to have less time that it burns on yantif. So that's why this could be done on yantif in order to preserve the wick and have it burn for longer on yantif. Now, obviously, most people don't care about a little bit of wick burning earlier, but together with other leniencies, we can put this together and it's allowed to light the yantif candles much later in the night. On the other hand, he does quote a large group of poskim who disagree. So we've already seen the Prisha's wife and Rab Itzla Petterberger, but he also quotes that the Chida and the Mata Ephraim and the Chazon Ish, all held along with others that the Yuntif candles should be lit before sunset on Yuntif. So it seems on an ideal level at least that the Yuntif candles should be lit before sunset. Now this whole discussion is about the first night. What about the second night? So the precious wife we saw assumes that on that night, you definitely should light after nightfall, to not run into any potential problems of lighting on the first day of Yuntif, And that's the general consensus that on the second night, it's important to wait until after nightfall. But the Piskei Chuvis does quote from Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach that there is room to be lenient because by the time it's turning into dusk, so shortly before sunset, it's already getting dark outside and you might benefit from having some light coming from the candles. So once it starts to get a little dark on the first day of Yuntif in the afternoon, one could already conceivably light candles for the nighttime because since they're gonna benefit immediately, we don't consider that lighting for the second day. They're lighting in order to enjoy it on the first day itself. So that would be allowed. So this would be a leniency if someone's leaving their house before sunset on the second night and they're not gonna be back until much later. So if they can light at a time when they're going to get some enjoyment from the candles, then that would be allowed. And even nowadays when we have electric lights, so we don't really need the candle light in order to see, but still having extra light might benefit them, so there is room to be lenient on that. But the standard ruling would be that the first night of Yantif, one should light the Yantif candles before sunset, and on the second night it should be after nightfall.